welcome to episode eight of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with other technologies that get us using iOS in fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I'm your host, Melissa Davis, and I'm here with my co-host, David Ginsberg. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually, I don't know if I'm back. I don't know where I am. I'm not here. I'm not there. I'm, I'm traveling. You were traveling last time and, uh, we had a blast in episode seven. Uh, my thanks to Barry Falk. Um, uh, we had an amazing discussion. We were hanging out at his, at his house, his humble abode. And I, uh, used my new toy, the zoom H six to record it because we had, uh, we could hook up to four mics, so we had two mics hooked up, and uh, that is so cool. Yes, thanks, thanks, Barry. Thanks for filling in for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> no, and we, and we had a blast talking about WWDC, and and I did uh, two, I did two podcasts in one day. I was like my first time ever I've done that. So that's cool because I was doing it with Mike Potter on the, for Mac Eyes Only. We did uh, the reaction episode. And, You've uh, gotten bitten by the bug, haven't I you? Sure, yeah, sure have. And then I <laughs> well, was I on, enjoyed listening to it. That's and, yeah. and all the traveling that I've done. That you, you should feel honored because that's the only episode i've been able to fit in <laughs> i've listened to you guys and i enjoyed listening i was like nodding my head the whole time like uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> and, then, and then i want to thank also mike lepant uh he invited me on to iChart radio um that's of, next in my queue oh, okay you were gonna I, I uh i had a blast doing that too and that was i was very honored that mike uh, invited me on and we had a good discussion it was pre-wwdc and uh that was a lot of fun so uh yeah we're uh we're I, I've got the podcast bug. I, I That's why I was itching to get you to do another episode. <laughs> Glad I could scratch that itch for you, Dave. <laughs> so, uh, so there's, there's no of, there's no cream for it. Sorry. <laughs> so there's lots of news out there we were going to want to touch upon, and we got a couple great topics we're going to hit on. Um, did you want to just uh, just dig in here and start talking news here? Apple's been busy. Yeah. Well, let's first start talking about. Uh, I I just saw this actually. This came from the FTC this uh, this morning. I got an article, and I. I promptly saved, uh, shared it on uh, Facebook and Twitter on the um, FTT, FTC support scams. Uh, and okay, duh, don't it's about don't, time. Don't don't take calls from scammers who claim that they're computer techs and they say you have you have a virus on your Mac. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I like it when the FTC publishes stuff like yeah, this because then it. when, you, when you feed when you see it in your in your Facebook feed like your your grandma or your your great aunt like posts something like yeah. there's this this new scam and you have to do this and and by the powers invested in me I do not give you permission blah 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 and now I can I can be like um uh, auntie you need to go read this FTC article this comes directly from the FTC this is not fake news no, <laughs> so it is thank you FTC finally. It is not. And uh, all we can say about this is make sure you do not fall for their scam. They they call and say, maybe you might get a pop-up on your on your computer. Say, I, I mean, I so many times, and you have your clients, and I have my mm-hmm. folks I support, they say, oh, I click this, and I click this. And I had somebody at work that told me that he did this, and, and I said, did you let them in your machine? I said, yes. I said, I would recommend not using that computer anymore, or have it, right. or have it erased and re, and then reinstall everything. I think I'm yeah. gonna get a Mac because he had a PC, of course. Yeah, wouldn't have to happen. So it, it just, happens on Macs too. It happens it to my clients. It's and and it's just more of like, more like I think what adware more than anything else than and and malware. It's not really bad viruses like they, they get on PCs. Um, mm-hmm. um, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm not saying that Macs are any. I mean. Any more less less vulnerable than PCs are, but uh, 
the payload is not generally as bad as it is on a PC. So right, um, you can usually kind of wiggle your way out of it if you know what yeah, to do. Yeah, and they have experts like us that can clean clean their machines up on at least on the Mac side. I, I've it always it. happens, unfortunately, to my sports fans. And like, it, I mean, I've gotten close to getting suckered into some things, or not suckered in, but like, I, I can see where it would affect people because me as a graphic designer, when I design things, I'm looking for clip art and usually like things that are you know free or something that doesn't need attribution or right. you know like even in podcasting when you're looking for music i mean you hit a nice jackpot for music but you know creative professionals and sports fanatics those are the types of people or you know people looking for fonts or just even clip art for school projects and stuff that's where they get you the, those are the targets so you got to be careful out there yeah so i think there's much else we could talk about that uh, in, on this topic other than just just be safe out there don't uh, don't don't believe anything you hear in fact i just had someone this uh, this afternoon ask me i got a voicemail and they, they're saying you have a virus on your on your microsoft machine you need to get this fixed right <laughs> it's, it's, that's why it stuck in my head right away when they when she asked me i said no it's it's a scam glad you didn't you ignored it um well so. we always think we're safe on our on our iphones our cell phones because you know more and more people are getting rid of their they're dishing their landlines and we're we're right. going cellular and we just have our iphones for our main squeeze as far as our phones go and it, it's starting to creep into there with the telemarketers and yeah. stuff. And even just the other day, my dad showed me an example and he's like, he, he wanted to text them back. He always likes to like stick it back to him. He does that with the telemarketers on his landline. It's actually quite funny to, to witness, but he'll try to text them back and he doesn't understand why the text won't go through. And I'm like, dad, it's a, it's a landline, yeah. first of all. And I said, just ignore it. Just ignore it. And now the iPhone, sometime we should we should bring that up that you can, at least on the iPhone, you can block those calls. If you keep getting them, you right. can you can just tap the block. So that would be a handy thing to, to know about. Yeah, I, I mean, I have been getting a lot of calls lately on, on my on my phone, on my iPhone. And I have AT&T, so they have the, their service called Call Protect. And, oh. And uh, you can subscribe to it. It's for free on AT&T. I don't know what the other carriers do, but... Um, <clears throat> I'm on AT&T too, so I'll have to look into oh, okay. that. Yeah, so it's called Call Protect. And you download the app and install it. And it, basically what it does is if it knows it's a known uh, phishing or, or potential fraud, it doesn't even ring. It just has a pop-up, shows up, potential fraud, and then it does box it. That's good to know. But things like telemarketers, it pops up and it, it lets them ring, unfortunately. And I said, oh, but the thing is it says telemarketer. So I know right away it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, um, a telemarketer and I can either ignore it or decide to answer it. Sometimes I've answered it just to see what it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sometimes I regret that and sometimes I don't. <laughs> right. It's like trying to unsubscribe right. from emails and I tell my clients and I tell my parents, like, don't even bother just even giving them your time because right. I, in my opinion, I feel like that just gives them license to come back and keep contacting. It's like, Oh, we, we got a live one. We got a live one. Right, right. You know, you're just letting them, them know that this is a valid phone number or this is a valid email address. And so I just, just say, just delete it. Just so. delete it or just don't answer the phone. If you don't recognize the number and if it's important enough, they'll leave a message. Yep. So, but uh, we'll have all this information in the show notes. Uh, but uh, yeah, just just be safe out there. Don't don't fall for these scams, please. Well, that's one of the reasons why I like to do a podcast like this because I really want to educate people. You know, a lot of it is PSA, but I mean, it's kind of where I come from. I, I can't help it. It's the mother in me. I can't help but yeah. just want to take care of you all. I'm the same here. I just want to make <laughs> sure everybody's getting the right information. Um, right. And just like I said, be safe out there. Um, and the other piece of news we we kind of 
that caught our eye was um, here in my hometown, Chicago. Uh, Apple is building a brand new store about three or four blocks, their flagship store, which is right in downtown Chicago on Michigan Avenue. Um, which I've been to. Yes, and, and I've been to many times as well for obvious reasons since it is my hometown. Uh, and um, down the street, about four about four blocks, they're, they're building a brand new store near where near Tribune Tower, right by the Chicago River. It's, I mean, it's the heart of, of the, the, the beginning of the Magnificent Mile, so it's right along the river. And uh, they were building that store there, and it's, it's, it's out in a plaza, and the roof is actually a la- it looks like a laptop, a MacBook. And uh, we have a link to it in the show notes, but it's just pretty cool. And, we, and there's even a video showing them moving the, the logo, which I was surprised it was a white logo, because since, you know, now the new Macs don't have that yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, the video shows that maybe it's positioning, a skylight positioning the Apple logo onto the top of the MacBook. It was really cool. Do you think so, it's a skylight? It's very possible. I bet it would be lit up too because of uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of real cool lighting at night, so I bet I could almost place bets that 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 they're going to have yeah. that, that store lit up. Well, because cool. I mean, I've been to your your main flagship store, and there's a big cutout. Because remember, right. we took that that really cool selfie. We should we should try to put that in the show notes because that is yeah. really cute. Actually, there's a mm-hmm. there's a selfie of of the group of us. You should have joined. I think we just missed you or you just right. came after us or something, but we're all standing in front of that Apple store and there's the big cutout of the Apple window behind us. That looks really cool. Yep. So I'm not sure when that store is supposed to be open. Um, they're going to move the store. So obviously, so they wouldn't keep both stores. It's they're too close by, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not sure when they, had, they didn't say in the article when, uh, when the store is due to be uh, to open, but I would say within the next few months, it's, it's, they said it's just about ready to go as far as the building. Really? Yeah, it's so. going to go fast, huh? Yeah, I'll be hitting down there and t- checking it out because uh, it's it's really cool. So, well, you'll have to take pictures and report back on it. I will. I'll share it with you. And who knows? You might get lucky during Mac stock. They might open early. You don't know. Well, you know, we're still gonna have to. I mean, it's like Mecca. We just we have yeah. to go see it. At least we have to go, go visit. Over, it. Yeah, we can go visit. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that's uh, that was a couple of stories that caught our eyes. Um, a couple of topics we want to talk about today, and. Uh, We'll touch a little bit on WWDC since you did miss it, miss it uh, miss since the last episode, but we will uh, uh, we will touch uh, just a few things. Um, you did get the chance to watch it, I assume, uh, Melissa. Yes, I watched it. In fact, it's kind of like a like I've told you before. I'm not really much of a sporting fan, but I do like my WWDC, and that yeah. is kind of a sport. I mean, my kids and I actually sit down. I mean, Keegan's a little bit little, and he doesn't really have a whole lot of interest in it. But Lucian will watch it with me. My my almost 11 year old son mm-hmm. is really into it, and we'll sit down. You know, we get ready for it, and we're all excited. And, we watch it live together. So, yeah, we enjoyed it. There was a couple of things that, that really caught his eye. We were excited about I the uh, what's it called? The HomePod. Oh, that looks really cool. You know. Yep. HomePods, yeah, that's going to be an interesting device. I, my comments were it was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. When I, I, I when I, I listened to you talk to Barry about that, I was like, yeah. oh, he's not too keen on that. It, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a little pricey. It's pricey. Uh, and, and I'm already so deep in the Amazon uh, Echo ecosystem now. Yeah, see, point. I'm not. I just, so, I don't even so, have Prime. <laughs> but, right. Well, I do. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so into the ecosystem. And I actually would throw it in here on the notes too is uh, I was one of the more exciting things I was about with the, with the Amazon Echo was they uh, added support for uh, Sirius XM radio. So for those of you who are subscribers to Sirius XM, you can uh, add a skill and then just say, uh, you know, that person uh, <laughs> play the pulse and it, from Sirius XM. So then it would play any of the stations from uh, Sirius XM. That, they just added that the other day and I was like, I was super stoked. And that's, uh, so now I can 
so that I can listen to it without me having to pull my, I mean, I have the app on my phone, of course, but. Is it working now, though? Yeah, Didn't it were, break for a little while? Yeah, last night. got overwhelmed. Last night, the night before we were recording this episode, uh, I had saw, saw a post, that's why I put a post on my Facebook page uh, that, yeah, it's, they're having problems with skills. So I, you know, because I tried to test other skills besides the Sirius XM one, and those were having problems too. So, hmm. so I, and I, I, I uh, racked it up to, I bet a lot of people have been adding the Sirius XM skill and it's been a little. I bet when the HomePod comes out, you won't be able to help yourself and you'll get one. <laughs> I think I'm going to resist. Okay. Well, you know, maybe Barry will get one and then we'll just, oh, we'll just ping Barry. <laughs> we know Barry's going to get one. Um, so, so here's, here's a question I have for you though. Yeah. When, when I listened to you guys talking about that, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. Remember way back when they made all the noise and they got rid of they they stopped developing for the airports? Yep. Do you think all the airport people got kind of rolled into that project? It's very possible. Very possible. I mean, it's kind of, you know, a similar form factor. It's a similar kind of device. I mean, wouldn't it be cool though if they if they rolled that all in? That that home pod was truly a home pod where it could do your time machine backups. Like if it was a time capsule built in and I don't know, maybe because of all the speakers, I'm not an engineer. So, I mean, maybe people are laughing at me right now for that idea, but I mean, you know, it's not too far to think that, that the team that was working on that kind of stuff maybe got rolled into that product. Yeah. I, uh, I did talk about it during the reaction time episode I did on for Mac eyes only. And we were kind of coming with potential thoughts, you know, maybe they would create a airport type device that would be like the home pod. I mean, cause right now all Apple really did was they showed you what it was going, which it's going to potentially be. It's because they wouldn't let anybody touch it. You know, if you read, mm-hmm. the, you know, listening to all the other, other shows and say, Oh yeah, we couldn't come anywhere near it. And they barely played it for us to be able to listen to it. So, uh, so, we, we kind of speculated that I was something, uh, then I, I, I turned back. I said, I just can't see it. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident Apple is going to walk away from the, uh, from the, the airport, uh, extreme in the, uh, time capsule uh, business. Well, I thought that, but then, you know, what was it? The last WWDC, they, they said that they weren't going to make displays anymore. And then they got back into this display game again. So not Apple I branded, just, though. Hmm? they're not Apple branded. The displays. Yeah, they, the LG wasn't it LG right. displays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I mean, like they they stopped doing the Apple Cinema right. displays. Yeah, I still but, have the old Thunderbolt display. Yeah, it's old. So I don't know. I just I just wonder. I mean, if there's enough noise. I mean, I was sad that they got out of the airport game, but I understood it's, why they did. And it's I still wasn't not official though. I mean, they still are selling them. It just blows my mind they haven't they finally pulled the plug on it. Well, with the HomePod, I mean, it'll be one of those products where I just, I always think that Apple's one of those those companies that they always under-promise and over-deliver. Right. That's kind of their motto. So it, it'll be interesting. That'll be a very fun space to watch, and we'll just have to roll it into our topics of discussion in the future. That's true. And if you want to hear more deep details about what happened at WWDC, don't go back and listen to uh, Episode 7 with me, with Barry and I. Um, okay. I got you excited about this. Uh-huh. Beta, <laughs> iOS 11 is out. Of course, it was announced yes. during WWDC, um, and I am running it. I'm using the public beta. I have a I have an iPhone SE that I'm running it on because, of course, I wouldn't dare put it on my production device. Uh, and I wanted to tell you about some of the co- cool features they've added. Uh, there's there's hundreds of them. I mean, there's there's tons of YouTube videos out there, and others that have gone through and well, let me go through all 100. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, changes that have happened in beta, in beta. And uh, beta two just came out uh, yesterday. And nice. So, so they've improved uh, some things. Uh, the biggest thing I'm going to call out is the control center. And control center was always, you know, that's that's the, the where you bring it up from the bottom and it gives you all the access to the different functions like uh, airplane mode and Wi-Fi and uh, wireless and all that Bluetooth. Um, and it's got 3D touch, so you can get like three now. different modes of flashlights. Um, yep. And then it also is customizable. That's the biggest thing because the, nice. the one in iOS 10, you can't touch it. It's just the way it is, the way it is. Uh, the volume control and the brightness is now a toggle button. So you just drag and drop, drag it up and down to toggle it. Mm, nice. Uh, it's, it's a slider? It's a slider, right? Okay. And then, nice. Um, yeah, you know, toggle slider, you know. I get, I, potato, potato. I got bad, bad wording here. <laughs> well, toggle something different. <laughs> I know. But, uh, uh, and then, of course, the great thing about being able to customize it, you can add other other buttons to it. So when you go into the settings, there is actually a, a, a section called Control Center, and you can customize the controls. And so you can drag them around different orders? Yeah, kind of like the way um, the, the widgets are now where you can add. Yeah, add, so you, you kind of like yeah. touch it and hold like a long press and then yep. you can drag it. Is that how yep. control centers? Yep. Nice. So then they added things like accessibility. So like the magnifying glass where we talked about that tip a couple yes. of times ago. Like you can add that right there as a button. Yep. But the one thing they added and I'm so stoked about is screen recording. No way. So now, oh my gosh. yeah, so you, all you do is you add that to one of the buttons, you tap it, so then you move around the screen, and this, this is basically, you could create... Um, you Little know, screencast? Sc- screencast on the, on the fly. It doesn't record any voice. No. It, just, it just records Wait. your screen movements. And oh, my gosh. You tap it, you say stop, and it automatically uploads it right into your photos. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. I cannot wait to do that. Yeah. Then the other thing they did was with um, with uh, uh, screen captures. You know, we know th- we know the drill how to do that. You push the right. power button, and I use that button. all the time, and I'm well, constantly annotating them and sending them to my clients. Yeah. So, well, what you what you do is you you push them, you create the screen ca- capture. Well, it shows the screen capture as a small little picture on the bottom left. You, you uh-huh. tap and hold it, and it'll uh, you drag it up, and then you can just bring it up, and you actually can um, you you actually can. Uh, can you annotate it? You, it can annotate it. It's got it's got pencils and pens and markers. You can annotate on a on uh, a video. On, on uh, this is screen. This is the screenshots. Okay. On the fly, the video just automatically just records and stops. This is actually okay. like you can. There's there's a pencil here. I can tap it, and I can put circles around something, or I can put an arrow or whatever. I can. Uh, it has the same types of tools that that uh, that are that are in the notes program now. You know, with the pencil, the ruler. Yeah. Okay. You, so if I do a screen capture on my on my phone right now, it just saves it into photos right off the bat. Right, and the difference is now it shows down in the bottom left when you take the picture. Aha! Uh-huh. Just like when you take a picture, picture. Yeah, it, and then you just you, you scroll it up, and then it comes into a full screen. Do your annotations, and then save it to the photos. So it saves you a step. So right, right now, the way it is in the current. OS. You have to take the screenshot, then you have to go into photos, and then you have to right. tap on it, and then you have to tap on the little, the tool to get editing. Right. And even then, there's another step, because then you have to tap on the circle with the three little dots, and then you have to tap on markup. Yep. So that saves a lot of steps. That's, That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I, I love doing the screenshots and the screen captures all the time. So it, I'm like a screenshot addict, yeah. and it's going to get even worse when I can start making videos. And then, Oh, man. And, and again, I said there's hundreds of other features they've added. I'll highlight one more, which is the Files app. 
amazing, yeah. amazing. It, 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 you can you can actually now it's it's a drag and drop. I mean, it's just I mean, this is a game changer. I think for uh, uh, for could this be really your your computer like an iPad? You know, the iPad being able to so copy compare files, back, back files to iCloud Drive app. Well, iCloud Drive, you didn't have the op- you didn't have the option to drag files between folders. You can't you couldn't do all that file management. Now in the uh-huh. Files app, you, you you have access to iCloud Drive. They're going to give third party access, so you can do drag and drop with Dropbox. So it was. So we won't need the iCloud Drive app anymore, do you think? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if. It- so that one Files app is going to replace for me iCloud Drive, probably Box, Dropbox. Well, it, you can link them. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I can get rid of those yeah, their actual apps. apps. I won't need them. I can just use it'll Files. Be, yeah, it'll be integrated. Yep. I mean, nice. just like. I mean, just like what PDF Expert we talked about the last our two episodes ago about mm-hmm. you being able to link to those those services right in the app. I um, mean, yeah, they're going to do the same thing with this. Uh, but uh, on the iPad, on the other hand, I have not down- installed it on an iPad yet, so I'm not. I don't dare yet. I'm waiting for a few. More pages <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, they showed it in WWDC about being able to you know tap and move photos. In threes, fours into email real quickly. Yes, the I can't wait is, for that. The dock is completely redesigned. So, um, so those two features in starting of iOS 11 really, uh, uh, really uh, stand out. Um, again, I talked a lot about that last episode, but I mean, I'm excited. I think a lot of these new features are, are really going to be stand out. And of course, future episodes once uh, iOS 11 is released, we'll, we'll maybe we'll get a little more in depth of some of the new stuff that's. Uh, that's released, but I'm, I'm excited. I mean, every year there's always something new with iOS and that's, that's why I'm here talking about this on our podcast is I'm passionate about it. And, uh, there's just, I just, I think it's, uh, we're going to have some uh, great things to look forward to. Well, I'll share something real quick that another friend who has the beta lives, the beta life <laughs> is, is excited about. And this is something I didn't know about. And he was like, Hey, was that there before? I don't think so. So, you know, we talked about in another episode about uh, Apple watch and sharing your activities right. and, you know, now we're all kind of linked to each other. And so whenever you complete a workout or you've had like a really good day, we can we can send each other little smileys and, you know, kind of really um, I mean, that's what it's designed to do. And that's how, right. what works really well is you can cheer your friends on. Well, now when so like I, I had a, just the other day, I earned the longest move streak award. And so my friend said, oh, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it just says in the, in the current version, all it says is it says Melissa earned an achievement. It doesn't say which achievement. So they saw on their Apple watch, which particular achievement they won or they, they earned. But sometimes I know, for example, I'll get the notification, but I may be too busy or distracted and I don't know what it was. And my, a lot of my friends, you know, we, we kind of cheer each other on. So he'll cheer me on and I'm like, Oh, what did I do? (laughs) You know? And so now he showed me a screenshot of the beta. Now it says, it says the, you know, he, he wrote, I'm proud of you. And then it says, Melissa earned the longest move streak award. So now I can see without actually looking at my watch, what is he, what is he congratulating me on? So that's a new feature in, in messages, uh, with Apple watch activity sharing. So that's a, that's a new feature darling. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, and then they, they added a new tray at the bottom. So it's easier to get to the stickers and all the other apps. And oh, cool. So, so they've, so they have, they have done some good, uh, some more good stickers. More stickers. Yes, we all like the stickers. <laughs> so, but well, well, like I said, in future episodes, we'll be touching upon some of the new things. It comes out uh, uh, since it's public beta, we can talk about it, and everybody talks about it, which is great. You know, uh, and I want to definitely be able to share, um, uh, share everything, uh, share everything with uh, with everybody. 
Um, cool. And uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have some things to talk about. So, nice. topic two. <laughs> we wanted to talk about, you uh, wanted to have some uh, discussion about VPN. Why would you need VPN on, on an iPhone? Yeah, that's what I want to know. So um, I'll just give you a, a little bit of a precursor. So a, a family member has a VPN installed on their iPhone. And another family member asked me, well, why is that? Why, why do you need a VPN? And so I went about researching this because I don't have a VPN on my iPhone. And I'm here to ask you, Dave, should I have a VPN on my iPhone? And if so, how do you choose the best VPN? Because um, these are some, we, we'll post them in the show notes. We have some articles that caught our eye about, you know, what is a VPN and how do you choose a VPN? And then I'm here to pick Dave's brain about why would you need a VPN? And you want to maybe explain a little bit about it. Well, I think, well, the first thing you know, we talked about, what, what's driving all of this interest with VPN is because of President Trump uh, overturning the FCC uh, internet yes. privacy rules. So people are a little uh, disturbed and, and, and for, you know, honestly uh, unhappy the fact that, you know, our privacy is not, not there. I mean, not that it's... Everybody ran out and grabbed their aluminum foil and started making their hats. And... Yeah, not that it's it's that easy to, to keep private online anyway. I mean, I, I don't worry about it, honestly. But, uh, but there are some times where... You want to be able to browse privately, um, and really, what a VPN is going to do is it, it it basically hides it hides you. It's like you're hiding in your house, and no one can get into it. Is a really good analogy. Um, mm-hmm. A VPN is going to b- block any any traffic from coming in and out of your device, so it it, it makes you uh, it makes you more anonymous. So, uh, is is it going to be perfect? Is there ways around it? Per- yes, there is. It all depends on the services that you have. Uh, the one service I have is called ProXPN. Um, I ended up getting a, a, a lifetime subscription uh, when they were offering a number of years ago. And the nice thing is it, you can't, I mean, other things too is I think a lot of people try to do is they, let's say you want to be able to watch a TV show or something on the BBC, let's say, and you can't do that because you don't live in uh, London or you don't live in England. So when you're on a VPN, you say you, you're in, you're not, you're in uh, you can be in London uh, because the VPN would connect to a London server and then you would be able to watch it. Um, so... Is that a, a great way to have a, a VPN? No, <laughs> but it's nice. It's a nice to have type of thing. But really, what it's going to do is instead of it saying that you're in where I'm living in Chicago or where you're in Arizona, um, you could say you're in Toronto. You could say you're in New York. You could say you're in Miami. So you could change uh, the, the IP address, and it it keeps you more anonymous. So these servers are not public; they're private. Uh, I'm in Pennsylvania right now, but I could pretend and make it look like I'm still in Arizona, like I never left. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. And you can specify where you want it to point your lo- your yes. pretend location. It depend. It depends on this on the service that you have. Um, Pro XPN is great because I can choose servers from all over the world where I want to connect to, and then what it does is it just connects the device um, onto VPN and it makes it and it keeps things uh, and keeps you private. Uh, it, so, like I said, it's not. It's not truly private is private enough um but there is ways around it if people really wanted to find out they could right there's there in like this one article says it's not a magic bullet which is what i believe which is kind of sort of why i don't really bother doing it i think it just depends on your lifestyle choices and things that you visit but i mean a practical application would probably be someone who works in the medical field right i mean someone who's working with patient data they would probably want to use a vpn um you know, let's say, uh, you know, just any kind of information that you'd really want to keep private. I mean, I did used to work for a doctor years ago and I wanted, I mean, this was back in the, 
I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but it was, it was, it was long ago enough that say, for example, it was at a time where when you would go to someone's house, they didn't necessarily know that you could lock your Wi-Fi signal. So they would just have their Wi-Fi signal open. And so, you know, I'd be kind of persnickety about it and, and say, well, you know, can we please put a passcode on here? Because I was, I was telecommuting at the time and I was working for a doctor and I wasn't sharing necessarily patient data at the time, but I was working on projects that did require privacy. And I really felt uncomfortable working on a Wi-Fi network that was not secured. And, you know, other people could piggyback on it. So it's sort of in that same kind of vein where you definitely want your privacy. Um, But so like you said, you have to pay for a membership. So the thing that we want to really get out there is kind of along the same line that we were talking about before. Be careful what you what you install on your iPhones these days, because there are some scammy apps out there. Now we're going to lead into something else after that. But there are still some scammy apps out there that claim to be. A virtual private network. That's what VPN stands for, a VPN uh, service. So it's actually not really necessarily a product or an app, but it's a service, right? VPN is actually a service that you subscribe to and they provide what a client app. Is that how it works? Yes. And the first recommendation right off the bat is do not use a free VPN service provider. It is not right. So free. if it's free, that's the first red flag. Don't it's not free. I mean, they'll 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 get your information. It's that the, 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 I mean, it costs money to to off to maintain servers. It plan, plan right. There's no way that that service is free. And yeah, like you said, leading into the other article about uh, um, about this guy who's who's making eighty thousand dollars a month. Was was it, what, is that what it was? Yeah, it's uh the the name of the article that we're going to link to is it's from Medium. It's written by Johnny Lynn, and the title is "How to Make Eighty Thousand Dollars Per Month on the Apple App Store." There's a lot of people right. that that can't believe, you know, how Tim Cook can stand there and report and say that our app developers are making all this money. Well, he kind of goes through the motions of how any one particular app developer before this next thing we're going to talk about could, you know, in fact, actually make a lot of money. And it's not, it's a nefarious way by scamming people. That's how you can make a lot of money as an app developer. So um, just be aware that these, if it says it's free, it's probably not. There's probably some kind of hidden fee in there. And if you read this article, it shows you what things to look for, like spelling errors. Um, It's just like any other type of phishing type of scam. Um, You know, I like to I like to get my clients and my parents and people set up with touch ID, but that can be kind of dangerous because when they're in the app store and they look for, say, for example, like, oh, I want a VPN. You know, I don't exactly know all about it, but I heard in the news that the government is snooping on our privacy. So, oh, I need a VPN now. Oh, look, this one's free. And then next thing you know, you know, it asks you for touch ID. And what are you actually granting access to when you're using touch ID? You're actually making a purchase. And if you don't follow the money, if you don't follow the fine print, you could actually be signing yourself up for a subscription and you might not even know it if, if, you, if you're not careful. So um, it's just, you know, it's kind of a PSA. It's like, you know, be careful what these things, you know, look at the claims. What are What is it that they claim that they're doing for you? And if they say it's free, it's probably not. Look for hidden fees and then really find out what are you actually paying for? And I mean, you're paying another, some other company for access to their servers to reroute your traffic, to make it look like you're not where you say you are, or, you know, just to look like you're in some other place. But then is it really protecting your privacy? And if so, how is it doing that? 
you know, it's who, what, when, where, why, how, you know, ask yourself all those questions before you invest in one of these things. Right. And, and as I said, I, my, my only experience I have for a, an iPhone based or iOS based uh, VPN is called pro XPN. Um, and they've been around for quite a while. There's, there's many others that are out there that, that are legitimate. Um, you just got to do your homework on it. Don't, don't just uh, assume that uh, these paid services, some of these paid services are actually legit. You know, make sure you know, you're checking the information that's out on some of these websites. And we, we've, like I said, we've directed some of the information relates to this. This article is very good. It, it and don't go by just the app reviews. <laughs> like yeah, we were oh, looking yeah. before the show, there was one that had like 3,000, yeah. you know, four and a half, five star app reviews. And it's like, really? Yeah, they, really? They, they must have paid some good money to get uh, some of those fake, uh, uh-huh. fake reviews in there. So, uh, but yeah, just, just, just be aware of, of uh, making, uh, and make sure that you don't, uh, you don't get bit by the, by, by these, uh, these scammers because it, it's pretty sad what they come up with with some of this stuff but luckily apple to the rescue yes. <laughs> because then there's another article and the title is apple removing hundreds of thousands of problematic apps from the app store and that's via the mac observer yep. so we encourage you to check out that article that will be in our show notes and uh there's a cute picture of who is it eddie q eddie taking q. out the trash yeah, it's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> obviously photoshopped um and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's they're basically cleaning house. I mean, there are so many apps out there that have sat dormant for four, five, six, seven years, hadn't been touched, and I didn't understand why Apple hadn't removed them by that point. So now, because the other influence in this, besides uh, uh, besides the security and the junk, is the the jump the, the jump to sixty four bit. Uh, this that we talked about on previous episodes. So you know, mm-hmm. thirty two bit applications and sixty four bit applications is just the way the app is written. They're going all 64-bit on the new operating system, so you you got it. Uh, you you got you got to get these apps up to date. If they're not up to date, uh, not up to date, then Apple's you know you're you're out. We're going to pull them. So um, they're changing some of their guidelines, which is great. You know, and because there is going to be a redesign of the App Store in iOS 11, which is great. It looks very similar to Apple Music um, the way it's designed. So I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a lot easier to find things. I think they're going to they're going to do a much better uh, job as far as search goes. Uh, but yeah, this this is huge. You know, they they really just do a better job of enforcement um, uh, relates to uh, uh, these apps. I mean, it's just uh, they got to do it. Well, and they're doing it. They're they're actually putting their money where their mouth is because we did a little test before we started recording. There was an app that was mentioned. I won't mention it by name, but there was an app that was mentioned in the previous article that we cited. That's in our show lo- notes, and we actually looked it up in the app store, and it wasn't available anymore. Yes. So, I mean, and this this is within a couple of weeks. You know, that article was written in the beginning of June. Now we're approaching the end of June, and and they're cleaning house, and they actually have cleaned house because we right. I couldn't find it by the developer's name, and I couldn't find it by the app name. So it's been pulled. So they they are definitely cleaning house. Uh, so it should make that it should make Johnny Lynn very happy who wrote the article. Um, and I just want to remind everybody that in your iPhone under when you go to settings and when you go to the about section under general that under the in that about menu there's a section called applications and when you tap on it it will list for you if you have any apps that have not been updated so i still have 3 left and i've i'm i'm come to a crossroads here where i'm just going to be like you know what uh, I kind of need that app to access that OneDrive, but they haven't updated it. I'm going to have to start looking for an alternative to some of these apps. Right. Uh, there was a language app that taught Mandarin Chinese, and I just, you know, I said I was going to do it and never did. So I better just purge that from my from my phone because it's it's going to slow it down or it's just not updated. So mm-hmm. check that out. Go to settings, 
tap on about uh, under general and then go to the application section and see if you have any apps that are hanging out that have not been updated and either find an alternative or just trash them. You know, just get yep. get rid of them. There's no sense in, in keeping them around. No soup for you. No soup for you. Um, the other way you can also check to make sure to see if you have old apps is if you go into uh, the settings um, and I believe it was, where was that? Uh, under general, I think it shows, uh, oh, no, it's in the about. So and then it shows. Yeah, that's where I was. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Uh, going, That's okay. When, when you, so they always move that around. Yeah. So in applications, like look at it, Google Earth is not has not been updated in a long time. I still have Google yeah. Earth on this phone, so I'm going to remove it because um, it says th- these apps may slow down your iPhone and will not work in the, with future app versions of iOS. Um, so, You're out of here. So yeah, I had a whole. What they say? Surprise! I got a new iPad. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that in another at another time here, but uh, the. Uh, uh, the iPad when I when I copied everything over when I restored the um, the backup um, it uh, had a, like about fifteen or so apps that that showed up that were still old so I went through and deleted them all. Um, yeah, trying to do some housekeeping. Yeah, so it's just uh, yeah you go out there it it, it it hasn't been updated since well May two thousand sixteen is the last uh, is the last update so it's been over a year so and obviously it's still written in thirty two bit so get out of here. Um, so, but yeah, you're out. Stay on top of that stuff. It, Three strikes and you're out. It, it really helps you out. So, Apple's really good about doing that kind of handholding, and I really like that. I know mm-hmm. that there's a lot of you know our friends who use Android that they don't like the sandboxing. They don't like how much like Apple seems to be kind of a control freak. But right. I prefer it. <laughs> In fact, I just got a letter not that long ago. Remember we talked about this on another episode about two-factor authentication. Yep. And I got the letter that says, Dear Melissa, thank you for using two-step verification to protect the security of your Apple ID. Um, and it lets me know that when iOS 11 is released or macOS High Sierra, uh, when I when I update that, I'm going to automatically be updated to use two-factor authentication because I've been using two-step. And I, I said that I purposely was going to leave it that way because I wanted to experience what my clients would experience if any of them are still on two-step. Yep. And so now I've gotten the the little, you know, nice little note, the little, not really, I guess it's a warning, you know, just letting you know that uh, you're going to be walked into this and, and this is yeah. what to expect. So iOS I 11, like that. iOS 11 is going to enforce it. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to do it. There's just no way around it anymore. Um, well, they started kind of giving us, you know, like they kind of were hand-holding is what I like to call it. And the last update, wasn't it? They they kind of said, okay, here's two-step, two uh, not two-step, two uh two-factor authentication, here we go, we're going to we're gonna set it up. And then I got a lot of phone calls and, you know, uh, people asking me, like, what is this new verification code thing? And they thought it was their new password and was confusing a lot of people. So get ready. <laughs> I should go find it. I have it on my Facebook page. Uh, there are some really, really awesome videos that were put out by Betty White where <laughs> she actually explains to you what two-factor authentication is. No, it's hilarious. I got to go find that. Yeah, I, I'll have to link to it. That's too funny. Yeah, uh, you gotta see it. Have you watched them or? No, no, I, I may have. But, but you just, I, I, I just say I Betty White two-factor oh, yeah, authentication. Yeah, I mean, come like, on, that's really? just awesome Betty right White? there. That's great. She's all, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, be safe out there, as we've we've talked about throughout this episode. Just I'm a mom. I can't safety. help it. I just I have safety to do is this. first here. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, topic three. traveling. You, you you've been traveling, and uh, you wanted to bring up some some things that you do with the. Uh, when you have uh, your devices with you and you travel with iOS and your travel tools. 
So you would be so proud of me. Normally when I pack for a trip and I do this every other year, we do this road trip, or at least we try to, it just kind of depends on health and and finances and stuff. And uh, this year I especially wanted to do it because of max stock. So we're, we'll talk about that later, but that's going to be like our on the way back stop. Uh, and so I had to, especially because I'm presenting there. So I had to pick, you know, oh, come on, I need, like, I need an excuse, but I had to pack, you know, these, you know my tech, my whole technology bag, you know, uh, but normally I'm, I'm really proud of myself because normally when I pack for a trip like this, and we've <laughs> talked about all the stuff we have in our bags and things like that, but on a trip, I mean, we're gone for about a month is, is what it, what it yeah. amounts to. And, uh, Normally, when I pack for a trip, I spread everything out on the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I just take our our and we have a, a king size bed because we have kids, and you know, it was a necessity at the time. Me too. Me uh, too. <laughs> and so we, I put everything out on the bed. I mean, I, I know a lot of girls probably do this with their shoes or their makeup and stuff like that. With me, it's my tech. It's all my gadgets and stuff. And I know my my husband. It'll be 13 years this July, and he's learned over the years to just not ask any questions. <laughs> And he's, he's the super like Jenga master. Like he's really good at packing. He's moved a lot in his life. So I've gotten really good at downsizing, you know, and packing less and less and less. And so this year I was very proud of myself because instead of spreading all my tech out on the bed, Dave, I actually got it condensed down to the coffee table. I could fit all of my tech on the coffee table. It's a really big coffee table, but come on, I got to get pointers. I even took pictures of it and everything. I'm not going to put it in the show notes, but uh, I'll, I'll share it to you privately because it's just kind of funny. Uh, so I got all of my tech. We were down because of the iOS devices. Mm-hmm. We're down a laptop. We used to take uh, three laptops with us. Mm-hmm. Um, usually like my husband would bring, you know, this year he just said, nope, I'm not taking the work PC. Like I'm not, I'm just not doing anything. Mm-hmm. He, he got all his grading and all his stuff and everything he needed to do beforehand because he just didn't want to travel with it. So right. we're down that, but we, since I've upgraded, we both have, we both have, you know, shiny new MacBook Pros. And so mine got passed down to my son. And so normally we would have had three laptops, but this year my husband was just completely fine with his iPhone. Uh, so traveling is a little bit lighter because of that. And, you know, we have the iPad that the kids use. I loaded it up with all kinds of stuff for them to watch. And it was great. I mean, it took us what, about four days to get out here and the kids were thoroughly entertained with their iOS devices. I mean, we didn't, you know what else we didn't bring with us? We didn't bring Nintendo. We are completely an Apple family. We do because normally that was another thing that we packed and the kids actually didn't want to. I know some people will be shedding a tear about that, but uh, they didn't want to bring their Wii. I was really kind of surprised because, you know, what we did bring. We brought in fact, I brought two. <laughs> I brought both Apple TVs with me. I brought the third gen and the fourth gen mm, yeah, because my dad, <laughs> daddy got a brand new toy. He got one of those fancy smart TVs. Wow. And so that was we spent like the first day, like before I could even sit down and like just talk, we, you know, right away. He, he said, hey, did you see that commercial where the kids come over and they have to hand over their devices? <laughs> Or, you know, like the grandparents always asking, you know, the kids like, all right, Sonny, how do I do this? And that's exactly how we started out. He started asking me questions about his phone. And so I started teaching him stuff. And that just made me thoroughly happy. So I set up a smart TV and then I set up, uh, I brought the third gen because I have two now. So I brought that out for him so that when I give him lessons that we can just airplay his his new iphone up on the screen and it has it has made it 
you know, for the couple little lessons that we've done, it's made it really easy to just look up on the screen and, and point to things instead of kind of huddling over it. So that was something that I did. Uh, so that was fun. So, yeah, setting up the the two Apple TVs. And the other reason, like I said, why we didn't have to bring the Wii is because the kids now have games on the Apple TV that they play. Okay. So, you know, I, we haven't done it yet, but it, there, there's going to be a sketch party TV night. You know, one of these days, as soon as I show that to people, they'll they'll have a, a blast with that. I'm kind of saving that for the birthday parties and stuff like that. So traveling with iOS has really made it a lot easier that, that we have, you know, less to carry and less to pack. Yeah. There's still a lot of little moving pieces, little parts. I had to wrap up the the remotes in like paper towels so that they wouldn't get pressed or, you know, damaged or anything like that. <laughs> oh my God, you cracked so. me up. It's been an adventure, but yeah. we're we're having a great time with just our iOS devices. You know, when I when I travel, yeah, I have a, I'm I just bring the kitchen sink. I have the ba- the backpacks <laughs> with me, and it's loaded. I mean, I, I, I'm going to need this. I have this hard drive I, to hook up to. And, I know. You know gonna, and there was one, put up my there was one power and, supply I wished I would have brought. Like I kept I looked at, it, I was like, oh, should I take it? Nah, I already have this one, and I do kind of wish I would have brought the what is it? Is a 35 watt the the one for the iPad? It's the uh, the big power supply. The iPad is I, a 12 watt. Is it 12? Yeah. And then it's, what is it, 7 for the iPhone? Yes. Seven so, five. yeah, so I wish I would have brought another one of the bigger ones because then we have battery packs that we need to charge, and, and they charge a lot faster with the big ones. So, yeah, that's so only that was my only regret. Anchor is my favorite brand. and I That's bought, what I have. Yeah, the Anchor brand, I, and they have the, I have a 20,600 uh, milliamp battery that i have and that thing charges the iphone at least four times before it have to recharge that battery mm-hmm. yep. the ipad it does the same thing it charges it up very quickly um but i just picked up a uh um a 10 port uh it's Jeez. A 60, well, i don't know what i ever up 10 ports but it's the same price nice. uh, so i wanted an extra one um and that's the brick that you can just plug into the wall and it's got a power switch on the back and uh, you can plug up to ten devices, and they all—it all has that IQ technology, so it 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 knows what type of device it needs and how much how much juice it, it should uh, give it. So you can hook up an iPad or an iPhone in the same in either jacks that are on there, and it charges it and uh, it charges it quickly, which is nice. Um, you know what's really cool is um, I so I found a way around not having that extra power supply, and I tested right. this when I was on the plane when I went to Florida last year, or. No, in the beginning of this year, yeah. I've been doing a lot of traveling this year, so I've been having to figure this kind of stuff out. But um, my battery pack, I forget which which size it is, but it's not huge. It's got the two USB ports on it. I mean, it's just something I can fit in my pocket. And one of them is a – I think it's a USB 3.0 port. And I can actually plug that in to charge it with its cable, plug that into an outlet, right, and then plug my iPhone and my watch. Right into the two ports and charge up while I'm sleeping. So I have that one device. And so I don't even actually need for that, for that little setup. I don't even need one of the Apple power supplies. I can charge all three at the same time while I sleep, my phone, my watch and the battery supply. That's what that bricks for. That's why. Isn't that cool? I mean, the other one I have is a four port one I travel with and this one I just picked up. So I was, you know, crazy. Uh, yeah, so you got to try that out with your iOS devices when you're traveling. That's that's a tip for you. It's it's really uh, that's what I travel with now. I've, I I just have the, the power brick with the cords, and there's four cords for watch, iPhone, iPad, and any other devices that you have. So now, how do you do? You wrap yours up. I wrap mine in a circle. I have a very specific way that I, I wrap have a so I have a pouch. Breaks. I put them in, and it's all stored in one single pouch. Ah, you got your pouches, huh? I do. <laughs> that's my other craziness. Of all the I did that for the kids. I made so here's another traveling tip for you because the the kids have their devices. So I made for I mean we have the two boys. So I made I got those little uh, square Ziploc snack bags, 
And I just use those. I mean, cause we're just traveling. It's not like for really long-term storage. And I took a post-it note and I put their names on it inside, put yep. the post note inside the little travel Ziploc bag. And then I took their earbuds and their, now they have the old four S's because I mean, right. I, I had to laugh at Barry. He was like, who's using that stuff? I'm like, me, <laughs> the family, the little kids are using it. Cause I mean, they're just playing a couple of their games and watching some videos and stuff on them, uh, or listening to music or whatever, whatever they do. And, uh, they connect to our hotspot in the car. So like my oldest son has a friend that he was texting. So that was fun. Anyway. So a little traveling tip is, you know, just get little snack bags and you yep. can just wrap your cords in a circle. And I did that for the kids. So they each have little snack baggies to keep their charge cable and their earbuds in. And then that goes in their, their little laptop bag. Yep. So that was, that was a way that we're trying to keep everything organized because, you know, all those little moving little pieces, they start getting everywhere. So every night I make them check like, all right, do you have this cable? Do you have this cable? <laughs> <laughs> Put that with your glasses. Now go brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, and that's pretty much, uh, uh, we kind of wrap this up with the, uh, with, um, the, the travel topics and uh yeah there's, there's there's some great things that we we threw out there we'll, we'll throw these in the show notes so you are aware of uh, what all these things are we talk about um we're gonna, gonna wrap it up with apps yeah because we're, we're, we're I getting can... close here and uh and i wanted the first thing i wanted to bring up is um apple just uh, uh just started producing a new tv sh- a new show it's a tv show i guess you want to call it it's called planet of the apps of anybody's i mean you you did not catch that uh, you said you did not. Yes, I, I'm old enough to, to know what Planet of the Apes is. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that too. But um, So um, the, it's a show that has uh, a couple of actors, actresses, and you got uh, an entrepreneur, and uh, I think it was uh, Jessica Alba, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Will I Am, and uh, Gary Vanderchuk. And they're all considered entrepreneurs, and they have these folks that come on with, and try to pitch their apps. Um, so it's out on uh, the iTunes store if you want to catch uh, the first episode. I believe the first episode is free, but it, uh, I think the remaining episodes uh, are available on Apple Music. So it's an Apple Music-produced show. It's kind of like a Shark Tank show, and I was, I'm, I'm kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's, it, was, it was interesting, but it started getting a little boring and starting to get a little... Is it, is it like the American Idol model where you have to go up and present and then they judge you? Yes, because you walk up and then they th- you're walking down a, uh, an escalator... And you pitch your app for sixty seconds, and then the, the four. The so, Simon, who Simon, out of these four is the Simon Cowell? Uh, probably Gary Vanderchuk. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what I was uh, thinking. He's, he's a crazy guy. So they even have um, him. I'm looking at the picture now for the the thumbnail for the video, and they even have right. him positioned in the Simon Cowell seat. So yeah, exactly. So uh, if you if you're interested, catch it. Um, I mean, like I said, they have the first premiere episode is available. If you're not an Apple Music subscriber, unfortunately, you won't be able to watch the other episodes, but. Uh, you, maybe if you haven't if you haven't done the three month trial through Apple Music, uh, you should uh, go and take advantage of it. Take a look, see if you might like Apple Music. Uh, but there wasn't one app that caught my eye that actually didn't get picked uh, to go any further. I mean, they they right away turned it down, which I was kind of surprised. But it's uh, I don't know how, how investable it is type of product is, but it seemed like a cool app. It's an app called Breaker, and what it is is it again we love podcasts. I mean, we've talked about podcast type apps in the past, um, and I found this to be interesting because what it is, it's like a social media for podcasting. Really, what it does is you subscribe to your your favorite shows. You 
you could discover what's hot, what's new, based on people who are liking things, listening and making comments. If you have friends that are also using the Breaker app, you can go out and follow your friends on Facebook and Twitter, and then you can listen to see what they're listening to. And then you can like uh, like the episodes and all that stuff. So it, I found it to be pretty interesting. And uh, it does feed through some of the uh, pretty big podcatchers, the one you like, uh, Castro and uh, Pocket Casts and, and, and among others. And uh, I thought it was a cool app, and it's free. Um, and you can go on and uh, and um, and listen to podcasts and kind of be like a, uh, it's kind of like a like a social media of of podcasting. I think it looks really interesting. I can't yeah. I can't wait to try it out. Yeah. Uh, did they say when you watch the episode? Is it Android or is it just iOS? Just iOS. If you go to their website, um, well, I, we have the link to the iTunes uh, version. It's breaker.audio. That's a good, that's a good uh, a website address there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's yeah, exclusively uh, iOS. Um, so uh, it, uh, it's the, I think they probably try to get podcasters to, um, to, 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 to be on there to subscribe. So we might, mm-hmm. we might need to look into this, get us on listed on here too. Right. Yeah. Um, That's something we're definitely going to have to tinker um, with. So we can take a look at that. So, but uh, how are they supported? What's their business model? Are they ad supported? I don't see, I don't, I haven't seen any ads, so I'm not sure and uh, how they're supported. I mean, this, they, mm-hmm. I think they just created this app just like anybody else. And yeah, um, it's definitely something to look into. Um, so I found that to be interesting. That's what kind of, drove me in by by what it was a it was a very brief moment they were on this on the episode so uh, on the plan of the apps so um uh, but i thought it'd be interesting so and uh other other one we want to talk about real quick and i'll let you uh jump on this because you have experience with this as much as i do yeah. is, is amazing. Amazing. I'm amazing amazing it is amazing <laughs> yes i i've owned the app as long as you have you have as well but they came out with a free version called the amazing mini and really, basically, in a nutshell, what it is is it allows you to be able to um, back up your iPhone or iPad wirelessly. You could set it up, plug it in for the first time, get it set up, and it's doing a full-out backup. And you don't mm-hmm. it doesn't involve iTunes. Wow, what a concept! You don't have to do mm-hmm. iTunes. And then the other cool thing, uh, uh, the mini part just does a good straight-out backup. So you could have if and it'll back up and restore for you. But the full version, you want to touch upon that is it, it's got some powerful features, including being able it, to extract, yeah. extract stuff and, and all that. So go ahead and uh, jump on that. So to two things I'll mention, um, I want to kind of circle back a little bit and talk about the whole travel thing. So before we left, my husband, well, actually while we were out here. So my husband needed to take a trip up to Boston to go be with some family. And he has just a 16 gigabyte, uh, five S and, you know, again, like, sorry, Barry, this is, we pass all these devices down. So we got all the old stuff. So we are that, that target market there. So he frequently needs to, I would say frequently, I would say maybe like once or twice a year or so we kind of have this sort of workflow where he needs to offload information like photos and videos and voicemails and things like that. And so in, I sat there and he said to me, I was like, I need to clear up some space on my phone. And so I said, Oh, I know the perfect tool. And I was originally, I was going to launch iTunes. And then I thought to myself, well, but see his phone is already backed up to his laptop, which we left at home. We didn't bring that with us. And I thought to myself, 
I don't want to use iTunes for this. I don't want to have an additional iTunes backup. I'm just going to use iMazing. So I fired up iMazing and I was actually able to extract things. I was able to extract things like voicemail uh, messages that he wanted to save. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a way that we could um, take a look at the photos that were on there. You know, we ended up just keeping most of the photos because he uses iCloud photo library. And so really what's on his phone is like the thumbnails. That's really not taking up that much room anyway. Um, We were able to evaluate kind of take stock or inventory of all the apps that were on his phone it was time to just like we were talking about before um it was time to go and take stock of those apps and see you know which apps aren't you really using you know they're kind of taking up space here and just taking up residence on his phone and so we were able to go through and yeah that one hasn't been updated for a while it's probably not going to be so it's time to say goodbye uh so we used iMazing to make a backup of his phone and uh go through and manage that and get the size down so free up some space so now he can go and take videos and pictures and and right. you know all that kind of stuff and have fun with this phone and really you know use it uh, as it was taken up so much room. So that was one way that I used iMazing. And another way that I've used it, I, I've talked about this before on this podcast, another podcast for my children's school. I'm a parent volunteer. And one of the things that I do is I take care of the school's iPads. And I actually used iMazing to uh, manage. I mean, it's just a small, it's like a classroom set. So there's, you know, around 30 iPads and I used iMazing to manage them and to be able to extract data. There was a couple of apps where we ended up not, not actually moving forward with it, but I could, if they needed me to, and it's good to know this for the future. There was a couple of apps where there was student data that I needed to extract because I had to wipe them and start them all over. I got into that whole, they're iPad twos. They're like really old. And so I got into that whole snafu where the new iOS update came out and it it caused problems and stuff. So I was able to get some of that app data that was stuck just on the hard drive of the device and get it out and save it in case they needed it for something. Uh, And iAmazing allows you to extract Mm -hmm. information. I've used this with clients who uh, got into situations where they had, they lost like they lost their password to their, uh, Yahoo account or something like that. Yep. And I was able to plug in their device several times now and save their contacts, like actually get their contacts off of their iPad or their iPhone or whatever, and then transfer them to a new device and that sort of thing. So, um, it's got, I mean, I can't go into all of the uses, but it's a oh, really it's powerful, amazing tool. Oh, I agree. I, I've been a supporter of iAmazing for, you know, since its inception, they had version one. So we're at their version 2.3 now. And again, like we said, I said the mini version is uh, is absolutely free, so you can just do a basic backup of the of the product uh, with no problem. I believe they charge like something like what twenty nine dollars is it for? Amazing, it's a, it's Mac, and I believe it's Windows too. But we don't have any Windows listeners, but <laughs> uh, well, maybe you never know. <laughs> yeah. Or people who are thinking about it, who are on the verge. Yeah, it's a, I'm sorry, it's so a single license is thirty nine ninety nine, and it's for Mac or PC, and uh, it, it it's it's a very uh, it's it's a very flexible. Uh, tool and and not, not having to have it involve iTunes, I think is 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 nice. <laughs> so because iTunes, well, there's things you can do. You just can't do in iTunes. You just right, can't exactly. extract certain things. I mean, so it's really saved saved our butts a couple of times. Um, my one of my family members got a new iPhone, and she, you know, at the time she didn't have iCloud turned on, so we were able to get things out of her phone that we couldn't have gotten out otherwise, or or at least quicker. It was it was a much more faster process. So, and the developers are really respondent. I mean, they've been, I've been working with the developers for, you know, a couple of years now and they've been really great about, um, giving me like blogger reviews and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, terrific developers and terrific product. Highly recommended. Me too. 
All right, with that, let's uh, wrap this bad boy up. Um, let's put a gonna, bow on it. This, this was, we had some great stuff to talk about today, and I'm really, I was really happy we were able to share a lot of this, this great stuff with you guys. Um, but before we close here, I have to mention MacStock. MacStock 2017 it. is coming up. It is, as of this recording, 21 days away. Three weeks. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. <laughs> Um, and uh, what MacStock is, this is, this is going to be my third year speaking at the conference, and I'm super excited. I'll be touching uh, talking about um, uh, efficiencies using iOS. And I also have a deeper dive, which I'm pretty psyched about, too, with, uh, going even deeper. Maybe we'll be able to touch a little more upon uh, on iOS 11 uh, during that session. So, uh, yeah, it's good timing, huh? Yeah. And uh, the uh, MacStock is out in Woodstock, Illinois, or is actually right outside Chicago. Uh, it's at McHenry County College, which actually considered Crystal Lake, Illinois. Um, and it's on July 15th and 16th. And uh, it's uh, two full days of sessions. And we've got some amazing speakers like Chuck Joyner and Allison Sheridan, Dave Hamilton, of course, our very own Melissa Davis with, uh, with, with Jody Spangler is doing another great session on uh, senior moments, right? Yes, we are continuing our senior moments. We just we had so much fun the first time. We had to do it again. I mean, not the same talk, but we're a new topic, but within the same theme. Uh, and I should also uh, I'll put it in our show notes. We just both of us we did interviews with Chuck Joyner, yes. who does the Road to Max Doc series. And so you should go check out our videos. You can uh, hear us talk a little bit more about it. We kind of you know give you like we're doing now, letting you know what we're going to be speaking about. So definitely go check those out. Yeah, I gosh, I, I think I recorded Chuck's uh, show like two months ago. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, you guys just did yours. Well, you did yeah, it a week ago, but, yeah. uh, but they, he published it just last week. So, uh, but uh, still yeah. fresh. Yeah, still fresh. But what I talked about is still fresh too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, come out. It's uh, like I said. It's um, July fifteenth and sixteenth. And uh, it cost is not that ex- not that expensive. You can you can do for uh, you could do a premium ticket for both days, including Barry's own Mac uh, mingle to be a, a great uh, dinner hors d'oeuvres uh, a session that between the uh, between the sessions on the fifteenth and sixteenth. Um, and you have uh, you have all that included. It's your ultimate pass for both both days and. Um, deeper dive talks and uh, all kinds of fun stuff that's going to be happening. If you decide you only want to go for just the two days and not include the Mac Mingle, there's a, there's a good price on that too. Or you can do a single day. Uh, the price starts at one ninety nine, one sixty nine with the standard ticket or $89 for the single day. Um, but if you, but if you hurry, hurry <laughs> we have only four days left this, because this coupon code is going to expire. Um, as of this, as of this recording, uh, June it's, actually, it's actually seven days. It's a week. So a week from Friday here, uh, on June 30th, this, this coupon will expire. So if you, you use uh, in touch with iOS as the as the coupon code, you will get $30 off one of any of these tickets. Uh, and uh, we would uh, actually get $30 off on the premium ticket and the standard ticket. Uh, full price if you just do a single day. But uh, still, come on out. There's, there's all kinds of great people you're going to meet. The, the, the networking is, is just it's worth it all by itself meeting a lot of people who have like likes like you and 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 uh uh i said i can't say anything more about it just to come on out and, and come see us so my kids are coming to uh barry's mingle so uh if you play pokemon bring your bring your pokemon you can play with my kids barry's gonna be happy so, uh-huh. uh so uh, yeah with that uh let's wrap it up and uh i'm so glad everybody was here and uh let's uh, do it Nelson. Uh, thanks for listening, and we hope you're more in touch with iOS after listening to this episode. Subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcatcher and show your friends how to look for us in iTunes. 
We look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. I'm Melissa Davis, and you can find me online all over as the Mac Mommy. And I am David Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.